Pure Dog Talk is the voice of purebred dogs. We talk to the legends of the sport and give you the tips and tools to create an awesome life with your purebred dog. From showing to preservation breeding, from competitive obedience to field work, from agility to therapy dogs, and all the fun in between, your passion is our purpose. Pure Dog Talk is proud to be sponsored by Trupanion, medical insurance for pets. Trupanion understands that veterinary costs can be expensive and hard to budget for, especially when your pet gets unexpectedly sick or injured. And that's why Trupanion is there to help you, and help you when you need it the most, by covering eligible expenses during unexpected veterinary visits. Luckily, Trupanion's able to pay your vet directly, so you'll pay less out of pocket and you won't have to wait for reimbursement. Trupanion also has a free program for breeders that allows you to have peace of mind by sending your litters with a special offer so that folks can try out the insurance. You can learn more about the Breeder Support Program by following the link on my partner page. Be sure to mention Pure Dog Talk sent you. Welcome to Pure Dog Talk. I am your host, Laura Reeves, and this evening we are being joined by Dr. Melissa Webster. She's a veterinarian at Tampa Veterinary Hospital and Highland Pet Hospital in Tampa, Florida. And Melissa's going to speak to us about telemedicine and telehealth for our pets. Melissa really has some great information for all of us in the midst of the COVID-19, shelter in place, all of the scary stuff that's going on right now in terms of telemedicine and how and what we can do with our pets to have them treated and for what. And hopefully we're going to get a little bit of information for our veterinarian friends about how could you make this apply to your practice. So Melissa, everybody's excited to hear from you. Welcome. Well, thanks for having me, Lori. Appreciate it. It's great to be here. And I think the timing for telemedicine is super helpful for all the pet owners and veterinarians and teams out there. Absolutely. And I've had you on my list, right? I got your name from Dr. Marty Greer, our veterinary voice, and I was super excited to talk to you. And squirrel, you know, I got distracted by some other (laughs) things. And then this whole thing came down. I'm like, oh, yeah, I think we need to talk to Dr. Webster now. I'm glad you called. Excellent. Okay, so let's start off with the concept of telemedicine. How are you able to do it? Are you only able to do it in-state? You know, all of the, just give us a big picture view and then we can kind of drill down. So big picture view, telemedicine or telehealth has really been evolving, I'd say over the last five years. Honestly, veterinarians, we've been doing telehealth or telemedicine since the invention of the telephone. Right. It's just now the telephone we carry in our hand and has this wonderful glass piece and, you know, (laughs) we can see the other person. It's just magical. Right. So it's just created a whole new way to interact with a pet owner and a pet owner to interact with their veterinarian. I find that for us, it's opened up ways to make a veterinarian more relevant and better serve our clientele and the people that we take care of their pets for, you know, and just Mm -hmm. they can be in their comfort of their home or at the dog park. Exactly. In today's absolute 
panic situation. So much of what we're dealing with, no one can or wants to really interact with another human. So here's a way to treat our pets possibly in certain situations. So talk to us a little bit more specifically. I mean, obviously you're not doing surgery by telemedicine. So <laughs> no, I think it has some of those limitations right, right. now. <laughs> exactly. Talk to us about where this is super helpful and areas where it can give you a diagnosis to go forward to move to a practice and places where obviously surgery and some of those things that are just completely useless. I think you asked me before a little bit broader view. Right. As long as you have a digital smartphone, in other words, either an Android or an iPhone, and you have Wi-Fi, you can do telemedicine. And Every state it's not legal in right now, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It is legal for the MDs, but us as veterinarians, we have some restrictions. In Florida, we have to have what's called a veterinary patient-client relationship, meaning we have to have seen that person with that pet in our brick-and-mortar office Okay. to be able to do telemedicine. Okay. Currently, we're kind of honoring the unwritten rule. It's been that I've seen a pet in the last year in the practice, Mm -hmm. that that is a pet that I can do telemedicine with that pet owner over. Mm -hmm. I can talk to people in other states, and I do, but I can't diagnose, treat, and prescribe. Right. I can, based on my experience, Mm -hmm. but I can't directly comment on their pet. So there's some differences. The MDs have a lot of freedom. I did a telehealth call couple weeks ago, and they don't even have to have ever seen me. And they can diagnose, treat, and prescribe. So Interesting. we've kind of got a long way to go as a veterinarian. Okay, so give us a for example. So I'm here in Oregon. You're there in Florida. Mm-hmm. I've got a little black pug bitch that has got green gunk in her eye. Mm-hmm. I can take you out to my dog room and show her to you and show you her eyeball and say, here's this green gunk, and maybe that's a little filmy, and what do you think? And what are you able to tell me in this specific type of case study? So I can say, hey, I I see the green gunk in her eye. Let's look at her other eye. Can we look at her ears, her skin, kind of look her over? Mm Mm-hmm. Realizing my limitations are I can comment based on my experience on other pets. Mm -hmm. I can't diagnose, treat, or prescribe for your pet directly. Right. And I can say, hey, there's green gunk in your dog's eye. Right. I can ask you historical questions. When did it occur? Right. And is she bothered by it? And we can look at it and look at her eye and decide, is it something where you need to go to the vet right now? Right. So it's kind of as a triage situation. Yes. Or is it something that can be looked at tomorrow? Right. And, you know, kind of see how we can fit this into your life and help your dog. Excellent. I like that idea of triage for out-of-state patients. So now for an in-state patient, for someone who is a client of yours, who has a similar situation, how could you handle that? So I can look at that dog's eye and say, hey, I I know you were in the practice last week. Can you help me and tell me, you know, do you have any eye meds at the house right Right. now? And they can say, yes, I do. 
and they'll go to their medication cabinet and we could potentially treat the pet okay and get the pet in tomorrow and see do you have an e-collar around or do you need to stop by the office if it's not convenient for you to come in today and that's what i'm assuming Mm -hmm. you know can we do this tomorrow and look at it because eyes are super important right and this may have been a condition that i've seen this dog before right because they've had the medication there at the house right i had one the other day actually with eye goop in and i said to her I thought we may have diagnosed that dog with dry eye before. She's like, yeah, but I don't use the medication. <laughs> you know, I'm not their mother. It's okay. <laughs> just No wonder why there's green goop in your dog's eye. Imagine that. Welcome to Veterinarian 101. God, I do not envy you guys. I just can't. Right. And, you know, I said, hey, I can call in some meds. She didn't know where the medications were that I had prescribed before. Mm-hmm. I said, I can call in some meds. I'm not in the office today. Mm-hmm. And you can pick them up. And she said, I don't want to go anywhere because of the virus. Right. I want to stay home. Her dog was not blinking or sensitive in the eye. He just had some actually yellow goop. And she came by and picked up some meds and started treating him. And then I was able to, through the app, that we used with Erica, I was able to text her back actually the next day and go, hey, you know, how's his eye looking? She goes, oh, I found the med. So I didn't pick up yours and I started it and it's looking great already, you know, <laughs> so that I can do, you know, especially for a current client. Right. Okay. So you just said something about an app. So talk to us about that and how does that apply? How does someone in another state who can't necessarily use your services find someone who can help them? Yeah, so I need a platform. It's called AirVet, like the air that you breathe. Correct. It's AIRVet, and it's an app, and a pet owner can subscribe, and a veterinarian can subscribe. So I'm a member of that app and receive calls not only from my hospital, but from other hospitals across the country. If their vet doesn't pick up, I may pick up the call. I was talking to somebody the other day out in L.A., Okay. And they had dropped their bottle of insulin. So, you know, what do they do? I mean, these are real life things that happen. Absolutely real life things. Right. And, you know, with a virus right now, it's super scary, even more so. So I see where Erica keeps people safe in their house. We have an online store. I can drop ship medications to somebody. They don't even have to come in. Oh, my gosh. The naughty wire haired pointer that stole the bottle of phenobarbital that's for the chihuahua, this is my life, (laughs) and spread all the pills all over my dog room. (laughs) Yeah. So what do I do? Do I pump her stomach? You know, I mean, these are the kind of questions that you have, right? Uh, Yeah, we had a dog who ate Adderall the other day. Oh. And that's scary. You know, and she was trying to figure out, do I need to bring it in now or not? And uh, I've had another family that we had to do literally... I had to go and bring medication to her because one of the people in her building has been exposed to the virus. Mm. So their building is kind of on lockdown, Lockdown. so to speak. So, you know, I was able to see her dog because it was in the practice just four days beforehand. Mm -hmm. And she was describing to me and showing me it's a little fluffy Pomeranian and it's right ear you could see was visibly red. So Mm -hmm. I was able to get her some ear medication. That's not a pet that I really want to touch right now. Right. And knowing her potential exposure, 
but I was certainly willing to bring her medication. I mean, she was literally in tears going, how can I take care of my dog? You know, and that is her world. Well, that's why I say, I think this conversation about telemedicine for veterinarians right now today is huge. Mm -hmm. And so talk me through this AirVet app. So there has to be a way to pay you. So you have to be able to be paid for your services. Is that through this app? Or if I call you up about my pug with an eyeball, how do I pay you for your time? So you as the pet owner have signed up for the app mm-hmm. and you can choose your primary veterinarian. Mm-hmm. If your primary veterinarian isn't a part of AirVet yet, mm-hmm. then you would get one of the other veterinarians in the area that would pick up the call. But you pay $30 for the call mm-hmm. and you pay ahead of time before I get on the phone. And 30 bucks isn't crazy money. No, I mean, she's going to the ER here in town. Right. Can be you know, 120, 140 just to walk in. I'm thinking 30 sounds really good, man. Can I sign up tomorrow? <laughs> right, right. I mean, I think it's in most people's wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of people, supposedly in our county, there's up to 67% of pets don't come into the veterinarian. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of pets at home that don't get care. And it's not that people don't want to. I'm really worried about people. We have plenty of folks losing their jobs right now. Who can't you know? afford it. Oh, my gosh. Right. It's scary. Right. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the fact that, okay, not only are we not allowed to go outside, many of us have lost our jobs, lost our income, lost our ability to acquire any funding, can't maybe afford to keep up our pet health insurance, you know, all of those things. Yeah, it's all real. It's really real for a whole lot of people. And so anything like this that offers some kind of an economical way that they can address these serious and real concerns. Oh, I think it's fantastic to be able to help somebody, you know, the dog that eats a bunch of phenobarb, it's a big deal. Yeah. You know, a dog that maybe eats some vitamin C, I'm not too worried about. Right. You know, so it kind of can keep the playing field a little more level and let you know, is it something that I have to deal with right now Mm -hmm. and have to figure out financially what I'm up to? Or can I get some advice and not Dr. Google advice, which... (laughs) Makes so many people cry. Oh man, could we just make no more Dr. Google? Ah, I love this. I appreciate people have been educated by Dr. Google, but I, I definitely see where my Kleenex supply goes down <laughs> because they've been crying so much. Oh my God, that's terrible. So I think it, it gives people, you know, real and more sound advice. Well, I think more sound, more reliable. And the thing that I see. And I think many of us in the dog world see is the keyboard warriors, right? Like my dog, blah, 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 blah. And they put it out to some random group of something on Facebook. On Facebook, you mean. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And all the keyboard warriors answer with 16,000 different solutions. And I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe a trained professional And so this is an opportunity to actually get that trained professional input. Yeah, and I think that 
it's inaccessible to most pet owners. And I have found, honestly, that people using the app, it wasn't an age-related thing at all. It was just how familiar were you with your phone? And if you can FaceTime or video chat somebody, oh my gosh, you can use this app in a heartbeat. It's really simple and you can upload pictures for us. Mm -hmm. And it keeps a permanent record, which I think, you know, nowadays it's really important to have a record of the conversation for both the pet owner and the veterinarian. Oh, for sure. Everybody's got to know what they said and what they did and all of that I think would be invaluable. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, as a pet owner, when you're talking about something, you're so upset, you really can't hear the information. I think that's really valid. I'm sure that doesn't happen to anybody, these listeners. Yeah. But in my experience, (laughs) it happens occasionally. No, I think that's really valid that you can't, even if you heard it, you can't process it. So having that written down is huge. And then the other cool part is you have the ability to chat back and forth with a veterinarian for 72 hours after a call, Mm. which to me, as a veterinarian, I really care about that pet and that person. And I may sometimes get bing up at three in the morning going, did the swelling go down in his face after he got, you know, stung by the bee? Right. Or the pet owner might feel that and they could chat back and forth at that hour. You as a veterinarian or a pet owner may not want to get on the phone at three. Right. But I have had, you know, a parvo puppy where the family was really happy to get a call at three in the morning. Oh, yeah. They wanted an update. And, you know, at that point, the puppy wasn't doing as well. He ended up doing fine. But, you know, sometimes those updates are at odd hours. Our life and death. (laughs) Yeah. Hang tight, guys. Got a little bit of information for you. We'll be right back to the podcast in a minute. So, hey, crew. New year, new decade. Let's have some new Pure Dog Talk promos while we're at it, shall we? All right. Our patrons group continues to grow and thrive. It's like the NPR of dogdom. It's so cool. And Pure Dog Talk offers you, my loyal listeners, an opportunity to get in on the fun. Pure Dog Talk patrons are invited to join a closed Facebook chat group just for you. And I promise you, no drama mamas, no keyboard warriors, just fabulous, supportive Pure Dog Talk fans. That's it. Each month, I pick a photo submitted by our patrons group to be the cover image on the Facebook page. You guys have seen it. And anybody with a quick question gets immediate feedback from moi personally, as well as input from the array of patron group members. Pretty fun. The patrons group also gets first dibs on podcast topic suggestions. So if you have something you want to hear about, that's a good way to do it. And to celebrate the new year, I'm adding a whole new technological challenge to my life. Oh my God. I will be hosting Facebook Live discussions for patrons only on the final Monday of each month from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific time zone. Yeah, baby, yeah! Y'all join us from wherever you are, but that's when they'll be. Just a few of our planned topics of conversation include advertising on a shoestring budget. (laughs) Yeah, trust me, we can talk about that. Campaigning a special just for owner handlers. 
problem solving the stack, tricks of the trade for grooming, like what products do I like or anybody else like, open mic Q&As, all that kind of stuff. What you guys need to know is that the generosity of Pure Dog Talks patrons is literally what keeps the MP3s running here. The money is set aside exclusively for overhead and operational expenses. That's it. Now, I'm incredibly grateful to our corporate sponsors. You have no idea. (laughs) They have the dedication to purebred dogs and the resources to ensure that Pure Dog Talk remains a powerful voice for purebred dogs. That you guys, y'all believed in this mission and you've supported it from the beginning. You are the heart and soul of my crusade to provide all purebred dog lovers a constantly growing, challenging, treasure trove of knowledge in a 21st century format. So just click the Be My Patron on Podbean button on the website. It's quick, it's easy, it's secure. And I hope to see all of you on the next Facebook Live chat. So talk to us a little bit from the veterinarian perspective. And I have personal friends who are vets who are scared for their livelihoods right now, small business and all of that, people that are independent, you know, they're not part of the big practices. They're not commercial. They're just like a little small town doc with a couple docs and a half a dozen techs and nobody can go out of their house. So is this a viable option for people who are scared and struggling and trying to figure out how to keep their practice alive? Oh, I think it's a real and a tangible viable option. I am fortunate to own two practices or crazy enough to own two practices. And (laughs) one's a GP practice. The other one is a specialty repro practice. So, you know, a lot of the breeding dogs that we have, it's a huge deal right now, Mm -hmm. you know, and we have litters on the ground and litters coming up and it's, super scary trying to figure out, are we going to be open or not? Right. You know, if I were in a small town serving a small community, I worked in a small town in Michigan. Mm. You know, we had four employees. Right. And it's a huge thing when, you know, you're a single veterinarian. Me as a multi-practice owner, even it scares me just as much. Right. It's a way to stay open and accessible to the clientele and the people that we serve in our community. Right. I find it's also a way for me to support veterinarians in New York City and Washington who are in completely different situations. It's a way for me to support them with their client base. Right. But it's a way they can stay open and be able to talk to people Mm -hmm. and have some potential income. Right. The potential income. And so the AirVet app, I assume that pays the veterinarian directly or how does that work? Yes. So you can join as a hospital and you Mm -hmm. can also join as an individual veterinarian. Mm -hmm. So both my hospitals are members and then each of my veterinarians are in the AirVet community and we're paid by the service. So you as a pet owner Mm -hmm. pays $30. Mm-hmm. and AirVet gets five, and I get 25. Okay. So it's pretty simple. Yeah, very simple, very straightforward. I love that simplicity. I love that flow. 
And that seems like for a lot of our veterinarians, I think about, you know, the teaching hospitals, all these veterinarians that are out of a job, as well as the small town vets, all kinds of opportunities that this might be a useful thing to look at. We're talking about, too, possibly having a different tiered fee Uh for a request to call when you want to speak to just one veterinarian. Mm -hmm. Perhaps that veterinarian or that hospital could choose a higher fee point for that. Interesting. Okay. I'm a pretty simple person. Right. So the $30 either way just kept it simple and easy. Right. So that's what we've done, but other hospitals have elected to have some different tiered system mm-hmm. as a possibility. Okay. We've talked about it. I can't speak for the other hospitals to see if that's working right now, but mm-hmm. because we were super sensitive to some of the folks being completely closed. Right. Right. I mean, there's places that you can't. I mean, we have Patty Strand at National Animal Interest Alliance has just put out a letter to the Oregon state legislature is where I live. Yeah. And hopefully lots of other places are doing the same thing to make sure that veterinarians at bare minimum are considered an essential service and are allowed to stay open. But as a friend of mine said to me last night, just because I can stay open doesn't mean anyone is willing to come out of their home because they're all in a shelter-in-place order. Right. So this is why I see this telemedicine just has so many potential benefits. And are you able with the telemedicine, particularly for your obviously in-house clients, but even your out-of-state clients, are you able to say, listen, this is outside my, I can't do this. You have got to go to a brick-and-mortar facility and get this addressed. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. And so... One of the things as a primary vet for other people, we've kind of said, hey, these are the emergency clinics that we typically work with, Mm -hmm. but some of those are not accepting patients. Right. You know, I was talking with another person about trying to figure out who was open in their area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's a way to network a little bit better across the country to help each other out. Absolutely. I mean, I know we have people that right now they're not flying and driving all over, but they were before. Right. You know, coming in to see us from out of state a lot. But given these times for all of us to stay put, it's what we need to do. Well, it's what we need to do. It's what everybody has to do. But then, as I said, this opportunity to still be able to have some access I mean, some of us who have been in the dog game a long time kind of have that, I don't even know, what is it? It's not like a veterinary equivalency degree, right? (laughs) We've we've dealt with a lot of things. Yeah, you got a lot of anecdotal and hands-on and short of it's bleeding out, I can probably deal with it, right? (laughs) But I mean, that's reality. Y'all are super helpful. It's awesome. Right. It's nothing against a veterinarian. It is that I've had to deal with and I can't afford necessarily to treat every single nick and scrape. So that's what you do. Mm -hmm. And so there's us, but then there's a whole pantheon of other people. They're brand new breeders, they're brand new pet owners, they're brand new whatever. And that first fever or that first bad potty or that first whatever in their puppy is terrifying. And being able to get a hold of someone immediately that is an actual trained veterinarian and not Karen on Facebook (laughs) seems like a really big deal. Oh, it is. I think it's a huge deal. And I think it's a huge resource and in a way for us to support all the pet owners. Right. 
and a way that's financially a lot more attainable for the pet owners. Right. Absolutely. So I, I see it as a huge resource and I'm really excited to see more veterinarians coming on board mm-hmm. that we're kind of thinking, yeah, I might do this in the future. Well, here we are. <laughs> but now. <laughs> here we are, people. <laughs> and one of the neat things about the service that I'm a part of is that if your veterinarian isn't available, you will get a veterinarian quickly. I love that. Which some of the other services, you don't get a vet if that vet doesn't answer the call. Okay. And that concerns me. Okay. So not all services are created equal. Right. And that's how I got involved with AirVet because we were made by vets and we're for vets and very pro-pet owner. Right. And the pet parent is what we're here for. Right. And the pet parent is all over this. Okay. Because they understand it. You know, oh my gosh, my dog gets in a dog fight at the dog park. Right. You know, they're traveling across the country and the dog falls out of the car at the rest stop. Right. Anything can happen, you know, and what do you do? And so another question, you are that person, you're at the dog park, you've just broken up the dog fight, your dog's bleeding, you're on the phone, you're trying to figure out what to do. Are you PayPaling them? Are you Venmoing them? Are you putting in a credit card? I mean, this is all sort of timely in a lot of instances. Typically, you're putting in a credit card. Mm-hmm. You can do PayPal with it, too. Okay. I haven't seen Venmo hooked up to it, but I don't know. That might be. Right. You know, it's easy to sign up for it when you're not in the middle of a hoopla. But I like that. It literally yeah. takes you probably no more than two minutes to put in your information. Nice. It's really quick. And does it have a space for pet health insurance? There's a question. Well, pet health insurance is pretty interesting. Right now, Pets First was the only one willing to pay for telehealth calls. Okay. There's some other coming to the forefront. And to my knowledge, that company was sold and bought by one of the bigger insurance companies. Mm -hmm. So I think you'll see it coming and more popular. Well, I can tell you that True Panion is one of my sponsors. I'll be putting this in their ear. <laughs> yeah, please do. I've talked with them several times. I'm deadly serious. I will be putting this in their ear. <laughs> I think, too, as, you know, insurance and pet ownership gets more expensive. Right. I think just like we've seen in the human industry, that's why we're seeing so much doctor on demand yep. and telehealth done is it has dropped the pay, meaning the insurance companies are paying because we're not having to go to the ER. Right. So the claim was a lot smaller. Seems like a win-win to me. I think that keeps a little more money in the pet owner's pocket. I think that's good. Right. Yeah, and I have a couple pets that have true pain in myself also. There you go. There you go. (laughs) All right. Well, Melissa, I love this. I think this is absolutely fascinating Listeners, Melissa's going to send us some links that we'll have in the blog post. So you will be able to get all the information about the AirVet app. And is this through AVMA? Do we have any backup to this, right? Is AVMA on board with this? What is our support from there? AVMA is on board with telemedicine and telehealth. Okay, good. I'm on a couple different groups and involved with telemedicine. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to figure out, you know, kind of how or what to call it under one umbrella. Mm, Good. We're talking about connected health as one of the things through AVMA. 
So we're tossing out some newer words to how do we describe this? Right. And, you know, where does this take us? You know, this is newer. It's not new per se, but I think in the pet care industry and pet parents, I think it's something newer. Okay. Yeah. I think it is amazing and I think it is so timely. So (laughs) I really, really appreciate your time and the opportunity to visit with you because I believe that this has got a lot of value for my listeners and many of my friends who are veterinarians. So I can't thank you enough. Well, happy to help. Taking the time to talk to us. You know, call me, email me if you have questions and excellent. happy to serve as a resource. Excellent. And help more pet parents and we can keep more dogs healthy. We won't forget about the cats because I know they're out That's there. the goal, man. <laughs> well, you know, good kitty. But it is pure dog talk, I'm saying. <laughs> yep, exactly. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, thanks so much, Melissa. You have a great night. I know it's late there in Florida, so rest well and stay healthy. Absolutely. As always, if you have any questions or input, we'd love to hear from you. The show notes and links to resources on today's topic are available at puredogtalk.com. Drop us a note in the comments or email to laura at puredogtalk.com. Remember, guys, this podcast is for you. So if you want to know something, give me a holler. We'll do a podcast for you. If you wouldn't mind, you could help me out here. Take a couple minutes to visit iTunes and give us a review. The Dog Show Superintendents Association is a proud supporter of Pure Dog Talk. Our dog show superintendents are the hardworking people who make the dog show function. They are advocates for education and mentorship in the purebred dog fancy. So stop by the Supers desk at your next show. Tell them how much you love Pure Dog Talk and give them a shout out for their support. That's all for today. Thank you for joining us on Pure Dog Talk.